Hello and welcome back. Just before we hand over to Ian for um, bringing God's Word to us today, just a very quick few notices. A uh, quick reminder, um, during our gathering at 11.15 there will be communion, so prepare for that and hope to see you there. Um, and then there's the prayer meeting on Tuesday evening at 8pm, uh, the Zoom meeting, so please look at the notices emails and, and follow that. Um, and then also an exciting development for the time to come is um, uh, Church on the Hill at Oak Hall. Um, so that will come out in notices from the church. So please do sign up. Uh, it is a, a booked for event uh, in the weeks to come. So be on the lookout for that and, um, and please book your place uh, into that event. Um, over to Ian. Hey everyone. Welcome to Hope Church Seven Oaks. My name is Ian. I'm an elder at Hope Church, uh, if we haven't met yet. I hope you've enjoyed the summer. Hope you were able to rest or get away. Uh, also, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, summer series that we've uh, been doing, looking at Joshua. Well done to Jeeves and all the team that have been part of putting that together. Big shout out to the Jodies that have been doing the video editing and Matt Clark. Uh, thanks guys for all your work that you put into that and Dave Gadd. People working really hard behind the scenes. Just want to thank you for doing that. Um, it's just been really enjoyable looking at uh, the character of Joshua and what God was saying through the book of Joshua. But now we're coming into a new season, but we, we, we're going back to uh, series in looking at the Gospel of Luke. We're in chapter 13 still, and uh, we're going to see what God is saying to us in this season. Also, hopefully you will have seen the video that came out this week. Exciting news. As of next week, Sunday the 13th, we can start to meet in person because the good people of Oak Hall have enabled us and allowed us to meet in their ground so we can gather together as a church to worship together uh, with the band singing at the congregation. Uh, we'll hear some preaching and some other stuff will be going on as well. More information will be coming out uh, about it uh, in this coming week. Please be patient with us. This has kind of all happened in a quite a short window uh, of time. So we're just figuring out stuff as we go. Things might alter as we go over the next few weeks. Um, in terms of time, we're going to start to meet at four, but that time will probably change as the nights draw in. Um, so I hope you're as excited as I am about starting to gather together as the church um, and we can see each other once again as it says in Hebrews that we shouldn't neglect meeting together so I'm really looking forward to this new exciting season that is ahead of us and this is uh, where our kids are going to gather in this new season in the walled gardens at Oak Hall to keep them nice and contained and uh, hopefully there'll be less portaloos for them to uh, play in and run around but this is going to be a great opportunity for uh, us as a church to gather together but our kids to just uh, hear from God and learn more about him and just gather together again so this is a really exciting season for us all oh, who knows what God is going to do and before we launch back into Luke we're going to look at uh, a chunk of passages over the next couple of weeks um, before we do that, let's just think about and reflect on what we've looked at over the summer in Joshua. Let's think about the first two weeks in Joshua uh, that we looked at. 
they were on the edge of the Jordan looking across at the promised land and we if you remember those important instructions uh, from Joshua as the commander of the Lord's army spoke to Joshua he says have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go just wondered that what an important instruction that is for us in this new season do not be frightened for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go I don't know what uh, the promised land uh, is for you what you might think if I get to that place then everything will be okay what will be okay is if you remember this do not be frightened be strong and courageous because the Lord your God is with you for wherever you go. In the second week, uh, Tom and Sophie looked at Rahab and the faith of Rahab and she showed great faith where uh, she was in a city and she saw that the Israelites were coming but she showed faith. She knew that the, the God of Israel was the one who should be trusted. And she said to the men that I know that the Lord has given you this land. The Lord has given you this land. Do you know that God has given you all of his promises that he'll never leave you or forsake you? And do you have that faith of Rahab when you might be surrounded by all those that may doubt, but she has faith. You might now be surrounded by people who doubt what is going on in the world right now. But hey, we're coming into a new season. We're coming into a season where God is calling on his people to have faith in him. Let's move on. And what happened in week three and four? So here I am in the uh, tennis courts at Oak Hall where we're going to meet and gather next week. It, it's pretty good, isn't it? We're going to come in. There's the entrance over there in that far corner and we'll leave over there for a one-way system so we can all uh, not get in each other's way. But then let's remember week three and four of Joshua and just some things that really stood out to me again um, of the faith that is involved. We require faith to follow God. And uh, at the end of chapter three, when they crossed the River Jordan, it says, when the people set out from the tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the ark, as soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the ark, the ark were dipped in the brink of the water, as soon as their feet touched the water that the water then started to build up so they could either end so they could cross on dry land you notice how God didn't say I'm going to push the waters up now you can pass no he says your feet need to touch the water and then the the water will uh, part it required faith you know, notice how that is so often the case with us. God doesn't call us into something and say, I'm going to make it all nice and easy and comfortable for you. And then you can go and do it. No, he says, go into this land, cross that river. And as your feet touches the water, the waters will, will pass 
and, and you will be able to pass through the waters on dry land. He requires faith in him. Faith is believing in something that we cannot see. God wants us to take that step of faith. And in this new season, this is what is required of God's people. We're not to be like the world and be sucked in by fear, be sucked in by everything that's going on around us. No, he's saying, are you ready to get your feet wet? Are you ready to have faith in me that I will protect you, that I will guide you, that I will direct you? Who knows what will happen as we gather in this place? as we meet together in God's presence. Hey, we, we won't be able to all sing as a congregation uh, for a little while that it'll be just the band singing at us, but we can still worship together. We can still raise our hands. We can still clap. We can still read scripture. But God is requiring faith, like the priests whose feet touch the water and then the waters overflow it says the waters normally overflow the banks at that time as well so it was really high but the waters were completely cut off so they could pass through what miraculous things might we see God is wanting to break through in this time and he's require, requiring people of faith people with boldness and courage and then uh, in the fourth week in chapter four, we looked at those memorial stones, remembering what God has done. Let's remember who he is. Remember what God has done. Remember that we have an eternal destination. As they were building up their 12 stones of remembrance, let's remember what he has done, that he has already died and paid the price for us on the cross so that we could know him. so that we can be free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. We have an eternal destination that we don't need to fear anything in this life. Even the coronavirus, COVID-19, we do not need to fear. We need to be sensible and use the brains that God has given us and how to be protect ourselves, but we must not be fearful. Let's be bold in this season. Let's remember who he is and let's have faith like the priest as they put their feet in the water. So this is where uh, the band is gonna be next week on this stage. This is where they're gonna be leading us in worship. Uh, this is where I'm gonna be speaking from next week. And uh, I'm really excited and really looking forward to that. But before we move forward, let's just consider those last two weeks uh, in Joshua. Now Joshua 5, it, it's easy to skip around the, the beginning of it, um, despite Jeeves' humour at the beginning of his video. I think it's really uh, easy to skip past that, but actually it's something to take very seriously. Because when God is calling his people to be circumcised, he's calling them to be set apart. He's calling them to be different from the world. He's saying, you're my people, and this is what marks you out. It's to do with purity and holiness and righteousness. And I wonder if in this season now that God is also calling his people to be holy, to be righteous. Often that's something that can be um, so easily passed by. 
especially in today's culture. But I, I just think that God is now calling his people into purity and holiness and righteousness to be set apart from the world. He wants his people to be righteous. I often remember that verse in James where it says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. God hears and listens to the prayers of righteous people. Not self-righteous, but in a righteous way that honours God. And I think God is calling us into a time where he wants us to be pure. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be set apart from the world, not where we just shut ourselves off and uh, look down on the world around us, to be in the world, but not of the world. But he's saying, you're my people. You are called to holiness and righteousness, and you're not to be ashamed of it. You're called to be married. You're called to live a, a holy life whether you're married or single, you are called to honour me in every way. You're called to be set apart. So, will you be set apart in this new season? Will you um, dedicate yourself to him in this new season? And then, of course, in that glorious last chapter where uh, the the great gads led us through it in uh, last week in chapter six, the fall of Jericho, where the walls of Jericho came crashing down. And there was such victory where they came into, finally into that promised land where the manna stopped. And the, the land was flowing with milk and honey and uh, just amazing obedience at the beginning. You noticed that actually when the people marched around the first six times they were marching around in silence. I wonder why that was. Do you think God just didn't want them to grumble? He says march around in silence and then on the last time he calls them to shout out, to, to make a noise and that's when they blew their trumpets and Samuel McCormack blew his trumpets and the walls came crashing down. Hey, uh, when we meet, we're going to have to be silent in the worship. It's not the same, but he's calling us to be obedient in this time. When God calls you to do something, do you do it? When you read something in his word and you feel a sharp um, challenge in your inner spirit, do you follow it? You go, oh, okay, God, I know I do that. And you're telling me I shouldn't. I look at things I shouldn't. I think things I shouldn't. I gossip when I shouldn't. No, he's saying, will you be obedient to me? Will you do things even when I'm saying do you, to march around the city seven times wouldn't have made sense. That's not a good battle plan. He might call us to do things that might not seem to us like a good battle plan. But it's obedience that will see us through. Holiness and obedience is what is going to see us through. And as those people entered into the promised land, they found glorious victory because they were obedient. They were heading into the promised land. It's really important that as we look back, as we look back into Joshua, what can we learn? As we look back into our past, what can we learn? But we mustn't stay there and get stuck there but we need to move forward into this new season, into this exciting new season. I'm excited about meeting here at Oak Hall. 
what is God calling us to? And as we delve back into Luke, what is God going to say to us? He's speaking to us, and I'm really excited. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at a, a certain chunk of passages from Luke 13, from verse 22 to 35, and some really challenging verses. I'm going to look at a little bit of it today, and then a bit more of it next week, and then a little bit in the midweek the following week, before Herman then comes and takes us on further. It's really important that we learn from our past and it helps us move forward. But we need to not fix our eyes on what's happened, but keep moving forward. Look at what God is calling us to in this season. So I'm going to read um, from what we're looking at this week. That's Luke 13 from verse 22. I'm just going to read the first bit. I'm not going to read all of uh, 22 to 35. I'm reading from the ESV version. And if you remember, he had just been going through talking about um, the last time we looked at Luke, I was preaching uh, about they looked at the mustard seed and the leaven and he was comparing what the kingdom of God was like. And it was like a mustard seed or it was like leaven that woman took and hid in three measures of flour that it needed to be kneaded in. It needed to be so ingrained into everything that we do. And now he's on his way through towns and villages still preaching from verse 22 it says he went on his way through towns and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem and someone said to him Lord will those who are saved be few and he said to them strive to enter through the narrow door for many I tell you will seek to enter and will not be able when once the master of the house has risen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying Lord open to us Then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out and people will come from the east and west and from the north and south and recline at the table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first and some who are first will be last. Amazing, really interesting passage that as uh, just want to pick up right at the beginning of those verses from verse 22. He went through Jesus through towns and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. He's heading towards his destination. This is not like the promised land. There's not going to be flowing with milk and honey. He's heading towards the destination of death on the cross. He's heading towards Jerusalem where he's going to be mocked. He's going to be beaten. He's going to hang on a cross for all of our sin and shame and die for the sins of the entire world. He's heading towards Jerusalem. Back in Luke 9 from verse 52, um, way back now, I can't even remember when we spoke on it, we talked about Jesus had set his face towards Jerusalem. This is what he'd come for. He was heading towards Jerusalem. This is really important. 
he's heading towards Jerusalem. And the, the, the kind of um, speed and the importance and uh, the uh, essence of it is starting to pick up pace now. And even the question uh, that follows, someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? It's like, you know, it, it, there's a sense of uh, what's happening here. What's happening, Jesus? Is there going to be many that are going to be saved? And really what the question is, is, uh, is it going to be a special select few? I mean, maybe he picked up on what he's talking about, the mustard seed and the leaven. Is talking about a small amount? Or is he really thinking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees as these special select people going to enter into the kingdom because of their self-righteousness, because of the way they obey every letter of the law? And Jesus answers it really interestingly. He says, strive to enter through the narrow door. Strive to enter through the narrow door. It's a narrow door to enter through. He is the way and the truth and the life. And the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. It's a narrow door. We live in a world where they, people think there are many doors. We can go through many doors to enter into eternity or, God, or into God's presence or into the next afterlife, whatever that might be. But actually, if we read the word of God, he says there's the narrow door and Jesus is the only way. Let this um, urgency uh, really captivate us in this next season. As we start to gather together, let this urgency of the narrow door really grab us, that Jesus is the narrow door. And once, and when it finishes, the door is going to be shut. The door's going to be shut and people won't be able to enter in. We need to have that urgency that one day we're going to leave, our mortal bodies are going to leave this earth. Or one day Jesus is going to return and then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth and that will be it. Let this urgency now with there uh, is just an increase in uh, ill health with the virus or people dying that should uh, increase our need to tell people about the narrow door. There's not many doors. There's not a wide road that many people will enter through because they've lived a good life. No, the door is narrow. It's a narrow door and only few pass through it. He says, strive to enter through the narrow door. We mustn't be ashamed of the narrow door. We mustn't be ashamed that our saviour, Jesus Christ, who hung on a cross for our sins, whose blood washes our sins away, can save us for all eternity and put within us, dwell, his indwelling spirit can change us from the inside out. This is the message of hope that the world needs to hear right now, to strive to hear this hope, so people can strive to enter through the narrow door. It says, once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, you'll begin to stand outside at the door saying, Lord, open to us. And he will answer to you, I do not know where you came from. It's a really harsh message, it might seem. But Jesus is saying, come, come through the narrow door. There's sacrifice, things like you might have to sacrifice some of the things that you do. You might have to stop some of the things and the way that you live. 
but actually the way he calls us to live it's because it's for our own good that he the one who sees everything the one who knows the beginning and the end knows what's best for us he's saying there might be a difficult road to live you there might be sacrifice there might be rejection it, it is a narrow path and not many pass through it but it's worth it and this is the message that it really needs to grab us with urgency in this next season that many need to hear it will you be bold will you have faith like rahab Will you have faith like the priests who put their feet in the river and the waters par, uh, stood up either end so they could pass through? Have faith and step out in this season. Many will take the wide road, but it's our job as Christians uh, in this world to tell as many people as we can. We're launching another Alpha, of course, at the end of uh, September. On the 30th of September, we're going to start another Alpha online. Who could you invite? Why don't we make this our biggest, best Alpha yet? Why don't you invite people to come and meet at Oak Hall? Why don't you, when you're meeting with your friends, your neighbours, your family, having coffee or dinner with them, speak about the narrow door. Speak about how this Jesus changed your life. Let this really captivate you and change you and, and move you forward. This is so important. He's the one who came. He's the one who hung on a cross, who knew everything about me, accepts me as I am, and died for me on the cross. Come to Jesus. If you're watching this this morning and you don't know Jesus, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, then can I just urge you, all you have to do is pray and ask him into your life and just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me, for my sin. Please come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. That's all you have to do. And he'll accept you and he'll come to you. If you'd like to know more, you can contact me at ian at hopechurch7oaks.org. Uh, that will appear on the screen now. And... I just urge you to contact me and the more information coming out about Alpha in the coming weeks uh, when that starts at the end of September. Now if you're watching this uh, live on Sunday morning we're going to have a time in the um, after church chat where we're going to remember what Jesus did for us. Those of us that have passed through the narrow door that are covered by his blood whose body was broken for us we're going to have a time <coughs> of communion on zoom can i urge you to to join us on that as we remember together and can i urge you to dig into luke over these next few weeks uh, from luke 13 it's really fascinating passages and we can learn much from that we're going to look at more of it next week when we gather together uh, just as a little um reminder as well we we will be meeting together um, but there will also be some online content as well. So if you cannot make it here or you still feel uncomfortable about gathering with others, we're still going to put some stuff online um, so you will be able to watch that in the comfort of your own home. Hope you've uh, enjoyed it today and really look forward to being together.